It's time now for the Sports Objective Podcast. No talking heads, just guys who love sports. Here's Dave Richmond. Welcome into the Sports Objective Podcast. I'm Dave Richmond, along from with Kyle from the Grange Barber. What's up, dude? What's going on, Dave? Uh, how you doing on a on a three nine, aka Scotty Moda? I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. You know, I'm I'm actually traveling the roads right now. And I'm looking for, you know, that city, that city speed. I'm looking for that right now, driving around with <laughs> some city speed. Bubba Rosenbaum, how are you, man? Doing great, guys. Uh, on what my... are you doing on Scotty Mo Day? I'm working the body. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I bet you at the, at the Y, right? Yeah, that's what, uh, this morning I worked the body, and then later on uh, this afternoon I had the chance to work the body some more. Oh man! Lady. All right, did you? Did yeah. You, did you? Did you work her body good, uh, Bubba? <laughs> uh, it's uh, a family for, show, Kyle. It's a family for show. Scotty, for Scotty Moday, look today. Well, for Scotty Moday, what I did was I, yeah. uh, I put on a nice pair of slacks. I uh, I put on I put on a shirt and tie. Uh, some 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 some, uh, some nice some nice shoes, and then I put on my white Adidas pullover over top of my shirt and tie. And unzipped it three quarters the, of the way down. You got the bow down? I unzipped it three quarters of the way down so everyone could see the tie sticking out of the top of my white Adidas pullover. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was the mow look, right? Oh, uh, so he to do that at a press con. He, he'd wear that stupid-ass white pullover with his visor on game day. Well, that was fine. That was what it was. But at the press conferences, when he would wear a pullover, with a yeah. shirt and tie, it used to drive me up the wall. Yeah, yeah. one or the other, right? I mean, if you don't, yeah, exactly. One or the other. Yeah. They both look good, but not together. Exactly. That's my that's my opinion. But anyway, happy Mo, Mo Day for all the Mo lovers out there. I'm sure there's still Mo lovers out there. So, uh, Unfo- Unfortunately, um, the way we were dressing was the least of our concern. Exactly. Right. If, if, if we were, look, if, I tell you what, if we're going 9-3, and 8-4, he can wear that to every press conference he wants. So, um, but unfortunately, that I would not feel like case. an idiot. No, I know that, but it wouldn't bother me as bad. It bo- everything bothers you when when your team is losing and, and now five straight seasons. We've got, i tell you what, by the way, before we forget, um, Bubba, in just a few minutes, we've got a great guest. Uh, one of, you, you want to talk about Pirate Nation, you want to talk about one of our favorite people for this show. We finally worked out our schedules. The guy works a million miles an hour for the Pirate Club. We've got a very special guest, right? A big guest, I guess you could say. Yeah, uh, we, we, we have the big guy, Matt Maloney. Anybody that's been around East Carolina Athletics um, I, guess, I mean, for the last 30 years, I mean, you know who big guy Matt Maloney is. Um so, so big, big guy, like you said, we've wanted to have him on the show for quite some time and uh, finally worked out. So we were able to coordinate our schedules, and uh, it was an awesome extended conversation with Matt Maloney about a variety of topics I know our listeners will, will enjoy. I want to give a shout-out to former Pirate Club executive, and that is Austin Collard. He, um, he went back home to Missouri uh, to the – I guess essentially the I can't think of the name of the is it the Tiger Club or I don't know whatever Missouri Mizzou um, Club whatever it is uh, anyway forgive me Austin but I sent him a text and he texted me back over the weekend uh, very good to hear from him and uh, it's actually Dave it's actually called the Show Me Club I don't I don't know 
I'll, I'll figure it out. So I apologize to Austin. He listens to the podcast still. So Austin, buddy, uh, I hope everything works out there. You know, obviously your alma mater, and we, we totally get it. He loves, uh, he still loves uh, Greenville. He loves the purple and gold. Back. He's still keeping up with um, with ECU and everything. So um, maybe he'll come on sometime with us. But I appreciate him still listening to the so podcast. He, he's, he's taking the job as, in Missouri as a rep for the as, for the. Uh, or he's working with the the Missouri Tiger Booster Club. Right, right, and he's okay. that's his alma mater. So I get it. If it'll be easy. Hey, well, he's working. He's trying to work his way up. Who knows? Maybe one day he'll come back and run the Power Club. Exactly. I like him. He's a great guy, and he likes our podcast. So any guy that likes our podcast, any man or woman that likes our podcast, we're we're all for it. He uh, he loves our our transparency. Is a nice word to say. And he's a guy that I can say now. There's a lot of people that listen to us in the board building, and they can't say what we want to say, especially under the Comfort Administration, so um, that we were a nice outlet along with other media outlets during that time to listen to, that we said what we was on our mind and they couldn't. So anyway, Austin, man, appreciate you very much, and we'll get to big guy Matt Maloney. I got my two two big guys here with me. I want to give a shout out to both Kyle and Bubba working hard behind the scenes. Uh, guys, we've, uh, we're not going to say who it is, but we got a very special guest that will be coming up in the next week or two that Thank you, Bubba, for um, handling that. I know Kyle is always helping us. We call him the um, Don King. With, uh, he's very good at promotion of the podcast, helping us out there, putting it on different message boards. So I appreciate you, man. And I know he's uh, going to get other uh, great guests on um, very, very, very soon. But I know we've got a great I'm round the table. king of message boards and Facebook likes, Dave. Okay, there you go. <laughs> You got the you got the hair for it, so you look like Don King. So, uh, okay, yeah, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Bubba, what's uh, I know we got a lot of stuff to talk about in roundtable, so let's go. Let's go ahead and get to that. Yeah, March Madness is here. Uh, let's start off with the American Athletic Conference Men's Basketball Championship, um, sponsored by Air Force Reserve. That will be getting underway out in Texas, Fort Worth, uh, at the new Dickies Arena. On Thursday, um, so you'll have um, the first ball game is number eight seed UCF Knight taking on number nine USF. Um, then later on that afternoon at three p.m., you have number five UConn against number twelve Tulane. Um, the first evening game is number seven SMU against the tenth seed Temple Owls, and then the Pirates are in the nightcap at. Um, 10 p.m. or most likely more like uh, 10:20 or 10:30 uh, against the six-seeded Memphis Tigers. So we played Penny Hardaway's club um, very well out there at the FedEx Forum, lost 77-73. So hopefully we will do so again, and uh, who knows, maybe advance to Friday to take on number three Tulsa, who is of course getting a bye along with Houston, Wichita State and Cincinnati, but uh, all of those games on Thursday will be televised on ESPNU. I love the fact. the end of the year, we did not play well to wrap up the season. We didn't play well against UCF, but you know, I was telling Bubba, um, maybe wishful thinking on my part. I played well the last two games, though. Well, I know. I'm just saying that they, they didn't play, but I, I really feel like that they could be extra hungry for Thursday night. You never know. The great thing about a tournament, the good and the bad is you don't know which teams are going to show up and how they're going to play. Sometimes teams take other teams for granted, and maybe that would be the case. I think Memphis has got a good team. 
I don't think that they're the team that we thought they were going to be, including myself. So um, we have a shot against uh, Memphis, I really believe, on Thursday night. I hate that it's at about 10, 10.30 on um, Thursday. But um, anyway, for the players, I don't care about me. I care about the players. And um, Anyway, it's going to be a interesting game. And uh, maybe we can get uh, – we'll try to get Peter Edmiston on from – in the Memphis media to see if we can get him. And we're trying to work on other uh, guests, right, Bubba, for uh, basketball this week. It's just been very hard. What right. It really is March Madness with uh, trying to schedule people. Yeah. And understandably so, their schedules are very tight this week. Yeah, Tuesday's a travel day for the Pirates. Um, I was ta- chatting with Ty Seymour earlier on Monday, um, just just a few hours ago, and Cy was saying that um, – They'll be out there, uh, heading, heading out there, excuse me, on Tuesday. Uh, so we'll try to catch up with Cy maybe sometime Wednesday and bring that to you. Um, also, Neil Punt, uh, we've had Neil on the show several times. It's been a while, though. It's been back, I guess, maybe December, early January since we've had Neil on. Uh, so we'd, oh, yeah. we'd love to have Neil back on, trying to get that arranged. Uh, Neil is, of course, out there in that greater Dallas area as well, and he is going to be uh, – Attending everything he can attend, uh, be it shoot arounds or, uh, or obviously the games themselves. Neil has been fantastic, and I tell you one thing: all the player, former players, doesn't matter the sport. We've had a lot of compliments, and I just want to give them a shout out. Giving a lot of shout outs today, but they, uh, Neil is a perfect example of a guy that I remember him playing, and it's cool that he's our friend and a friend of the podcast and coming on and a contributor. And uh, in fact, uh, you know, guys. Uh, Kyle, may, um, the next three years, the tournament's going to be there, the future home of the American in that greater Dallas area. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how how that turns out. But I think it's a great venue. Uh, is, it, is it Dickey's Arena? Is that the name of it, Bubba? Dickey's Arena or something like that? Yes, it's Dickey's Arena. Um, New Arena there in Fort Worth. Yeah. And it is a, it's a 14,000-seat venue. And um, the first event was held there back in uh, the first week of November, so it's it's been open. Uh, I guess so. yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fun to see that. And you go on the American website; they have the ticket prices and everything. In case anybody's wondering, and you're gonna go um, this week on for Thursday, you can just uh, Google the American Conference. And I saw that yesterday. That yesterday evening, they have the tournament the bracket and they have uh, prices for uh, individual sessions as far as you go to individual games i think or individual sessions and you can buy the whole tournament so i uh, know some maybe not a lot are going but there are some that will go and so they're listening to our podcast have fun safe travels yeah well, we caught up with big guy matt maloney at the end of last week and uh, so this was prior to the series with charlotte as you'll be able to tell but um I've wanted to have Big Guy on the show for quite some time, and let's go to that conversation right now. Well, it wouldn't be a show without the next guy, right, Bubba, one of our good friends from Empire Nation. Absolutely. Uh, very few guys have been around East Carolina Athletics uh, longer than this guy uh, working in uh, the athletic department since the early 90s. And welcome into the show, Matt, Big Guy Maloney. Hey, Big Guys, how are you all today? Great to be with you. Great. I feel like we should have Morgan Ehlers right now. And uh, <laughs> whenever I hear... Uh, Big guy. When I hear that, Matt, big guy, Maloney, I feel like you're a prize fighter. So it'd be great if we had Morgan Ehlers right now to do the proper introduction for you. But uh, we'll do the best we can. <laughs> oh, big guy, we're we're in good hands with you. 
I've, uh, Morgan and I have been friends since 1990, guys, if y'all can believe Wow. Yeah. A great guy. Oh, man, he became the uh, – he did our started doing our basketball PA along with Jeff Diamond on the women's side in 1990. Jimmy not Jimmy Bass and I met with Morgan and and Jeff, and that's the rest is history with Morgan being our PA announcer and Jeff Diamond. Gosh, long time ago, guys. Now, big guy, that's what um, you actually uh, you're a South Carolina alum. Uh, you swam for the Gamecocks back in the 80s. So, um, just talk about um, you know your uh, path to USC and then. Um, and your time there as a swimmer, but then just how you became a pilot after uh, getting your, and I know you got your master's at Ohio University in sports administration. Well, Bubba, uh, Dave, I, I just, I've been so blessed in life, you know, and, uh, you know, I, you know, being, and of course, going up in Columbia, you know, the game, it was a big deal, you know, Gamecocks, they love their, their sports like, like we do, you know, as we as pirates love ours. And, Columbia is a great place, and and I had my sights, uh, you know. Hey, one day I might live at the Roost in the athletic dorm, and sure enough, I just got I got so fortunate, and um, the the Steve Collins, the head coach at South Carolina, just told my dad I want Matt to come on. Of course, I was a walk on guys. I didn't get a scholarship my first few years. I I walked on, but it, that's all he had to say was let Matt. Uh, I loved Matt to be part of our Carolina program, and I did live in the Roost and. You know, uh, with all the other athletes, and it was just an unbelievable experience. And then I started coaching, and uh, it's like a graduate assistant, student uh, assistant, and and then the AD and the senior associate AD, especially Bobby Foster, who was the golf coach at the University of South Carolina, well known and unbelievable friend of the family, because we want Matt to get into administration. So Dad goes, all right, and we uh, he goes, he's going to go to high university, and we went, all right, so. That's how the path started, and you know, with athletic administration, and um, I got my master's, did my uh, internship at at South Carolina, the Gamecock Club ticket office, and man, 1990 August, I got a call, and uh, through Jimmy Bass and Dave Hart, came up, interviewed, and guys, that's how the pirate history started. I've just been so fortunate. Well, when you came to East Carolina, obviously you had no way of knowing that you would be here uh, three decades later and uh, so many uh, awesome memories later. So, so um, obviously there's a lot of different directions and things that we can talk about. Uh, I was just thinking about it, preparing for this interview. I guess you're on your fifth AD now. Um, obviously Dave Hart Jr., Mike Hamrick, Terry Holland, uh, and Jeff Comper, and now uh, John Gilbert. And I guess what, like seven or eight football coaches, and then at least that many, or a couple more basketball coaches. So you, you've seen a lot, big guy. We, ha- you know, but we have, and we had some interims in between there. You know, you had, you know, Henry Vansant was an interim, Nick Flores was an interim, and but you know, every AD um, played such a huge role, and uh, every AD, you know. And I'll brag right on John. He's a perfect fit for us right now. So, hey, I've I just been very fortunate to have good people to work with. And, um, you know, you really, you know, to, to have the one-on-one with the AD, and if I needed some from our ADs, all of them have been, they've been all very good to me. And, uh, you know, that's what, you know, that's the bottom line, you know. Oh, but, Dave, that's why I've been here so long. And it's, it goes down to the people that you work with. But also to you know, great pirates like y'all who are pirate club donors and probably your family. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about your family. Holy, I mean, look at you, look at them, look at your mom and dad. I mean, just 
it's just incredible. And Bubba, you were a student athlete. You know, you, you look at your career and how you got into loving athletics, but you know how you you knew to always the, the pirates are always special to you too. And they, I, you know, look what you've done for this program too, big guys. So you know, thank you all. And and that's the reason why we stay here because of good you know good people. Uh, it's funny, big guy. That's what some some uh, other pirate fans or friends of ours tell us that. Um, you know, we drive back and forth across the state to Greenville like like our car runs on water. Hey, Bonnie and, Bob, I mean, Bonnie and Gary, I'm like, if y'all see me at a pirate event, you know, I, it's, it's, it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, baseball, uh, other events, you know, your family's going to be there. And, Dave, hey, you grew up in East North Carolina. You know, you've been part of it all your life. Didn't you, you grew up here, right, Dave? You grew up in East North Carolina. Yeah, absolutely, right down there in Williamston, I'm back home yeah. there now. Yeah, you're one of the most famous uh, pirates in the Williamson area. There's a few, uh, maybe a Mike Weaver, you know, people like that in the Williamson area have been pretty good pirates. Harold Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, A-Trub. <laughs> oh, God, he's one, of the, he's one of the best, big guy. <laughs> That's what yeah, we, I mean, you know, you just, yeah, just, you just smile and think about your friends, right? Yeah, uh, some tremendous stories we heard about Harold back during the Skip Holt era when um, when Greg Hudson would move his car to the middle of Daddy Ficklin or something like that. <laughs> oh, you know what? That just you, you're, oh gosh, I, now I remember that. Oh yeah, Coach Hud. Oh Harold would just be uh, you know, but he took it, man. You know, he took it and smiled. You know, <laughs> okay. great for memory there. I, I just now I remember that big guy. Gosh, that was. We got some good laughs out of that. <laughs> but, big guys, you were getting to uh, Greenville um, back, like you said, in 1990. And just, we were on the verge of something so special that 1991 football season. So, um, and then there shortly after, obviously, Eddie Payne and the, the basketball program made that run to the CAA tournament and uh, went on to the NCAAs to take on North Carolina. So, uh, just talk about the. Um, I guess the way East Carolina athletics uh, were ascending as you were getting there. You know, that's – and i never forget, you know, um, you, you go back to how I was so fortunate. Bobby Robinson, who was the AD at Clemson, also helped me along with Coach Foster and, and, and Bob Mark, AD at South Carolina. But i never forget Bobby Robinson going, this is a special place. This is an upcoming place. And there's the AD there, and it's going to be one of the – and look at the career of Dave Hart. It – he said that guy is going to get that program right, and I got here. I knew there was just a special feel, and so '90 we we really finished strong. You could see the the talent we had on this team, but gosh, we all didn't know what would happen during that unbelievable Peach Bowl year. And it just started. I went to the Illinois game, guys. Uh, Jeff Davis, Dwayne Grooms, and I. We all a few of us road trip to Illinois, and we lost. Do you remember the? celebration penalty they called on Clayton Driver. Not a terrible call, basically. It doesn't matter. We battled. We should have, that game, set the up season up for the, just the most unbelievable run you could have. And it was just incredible. But what that year did, and then Coach Payne and, you know, Coach, you know, and, and Coach O during baseball, you know, the years we had with, you know, Coach O winning those championships. And I just, I just think of all the things we have built. But that, that was an unbelievable year. That Peach Bowl year of CAA championships. I, guys, I just have so many unbelievable, so many wonderful memories, and uh, and, and that really, um, our, our our pirate fans were just uh, so special. And I knew then this was a, uh, a, a unbelievable place. And 
and look where we've come, guys. A lot of a lot of un, a lot of great progress through our entire university has happened since 1990. Yeah, with that 1991 football season, um, I guess I was 10 years old, and <laughs> and I remember it like it was almost yesterday. But uh, it's one of those things um, when critical moments uh, happen, like that pit game where we got two point conversion to um, go on to the 24-23 victory. Um, I was playing Pop Warner football at the time, so we weren't able to be there. But we were listening on the old boombox in uh, in the uh, in the yard while we were throwing football. And I just I I, I just remember uh, I remember when I did see the video of it. I, I remember Keith Arnold, our center, just uh, rolling, going off the field to the sideline, and that's the way I was in my yard in, in Louisville, just west of Winston Salem. <laughs> see, it, when you sit right there with Keith and. The, and then your your specific memory, Dave. I know you remember where you were when Jeff scooted across for that two point conversion, and just that the, the stadium it was, it was shaking. It was so loud it could have been a hundred and fifty thousand people. It seemed like that were just screaming. Everybody in the stadium was just going. It was euphoric, and and uh, gosh, it, it, yeah, I, I I knew exactly where I was. I was at a corner end zone. I saw Jeff scoot across that. For that two point conversion, and we held them. You know, they uh, they 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 didn't convert, and we uh, had an unbelievable, uh, memorable day. Right, just like all of us remember where we were. Oh gosh, that great memory. Thanks for bringing that up, big guy. <laughs> Absolutely, and then um, and then later on that year, um, of course, um, throughout that ninety one season, uh, Lee Corso was uh, the naysayer on just how the Pirates were going to lose. They were not going to go to a New Year's Day Bowl. And uh, sure enough, when we were going to Blacksburg, I guess we were uh, eight and one at the time, and so we were going to Blacksburg. He said, "This is where the the magical dream season will come to an end." And uh, there for a while, it looked like that might be the case. But then, but, but, but then, uh, but then uh, I tell you, that's what we we made a big play right before the half and got a touchdown on the board, and then. Um, Greg Greg, 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 Greg Grandison had that memorable pick six there uh, early in the second half, and it looked like the Hokies are going back up by two touchdowns. Oh, oh and I, I was right there in Lane Stadium. Oh, we had a great celebration after that. Yeah, Greg, uh, across the board, everybody made plays. But, you know, Grandison, of course, was, uh, it's so memorable because of, of what he did. And, and that's what everybody did that year. Though. Everybody made plays. Everybody protected. The whole team, it was a total team effort. And our fans were phenomenal. We brought an unbelievable crowd up there, and that that itself, you know, set the tone up to have us win. Hey, Bubba, I got a great uh, Lee Corso story after you asked me. You, if you go ahead and ask me next one, and I just an interesting, interesting scenario when he was um, always doubting us. So big guy. Okay, yeah, I know. Later on that year, after we had. Um after we had won the Peach Bowl and and then we had the um, the end of the year awards banquet, um, the keynote speaker was none other than Lee Corso. Do you remember what? Do y'all remember what we uh, we served them when when we started the meal? I uh, uh, I guess crow. What no? <laughs> You're no. You, bingo! I knew Rose Mom. I knew you'd get it, big guy. Yes. Just, a, just, so just by process, just by uh, deductive reasoning, there. It was see Jimmy Bass and and Dave go, "Hey, big guy, um, do you think you could find a, a crow?" And I went, 
and I went, well, um, let me call Gary. Uh, let me call Gary Alford. I bet he'll know where I can find the stuff. Crow. Of course, Gary Alford knew everybody <laughs> in Eastern North Carolina. Um, he, he fed me my first year down at King Sandwich when I was barely making any money. He goes, yeah, call this taxidermy. Go pick this crow up. And I'm driving through. I went to Aiden to pick it up and driving through Greenville with this crow. People look at me, what is that stuffed crow doing in this guy's car? And sure enough, man, that's the stuffed crow we used to hand Corso. I think it was uh, the guys handed that to Corso in a, uh, like in, in, in a serving plate and then opened it up and it was a stuffed crow. <laughs> but, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. Uh, I know uh, Dean Browder, who I know you're very familiar with, a longtime Pirate Club member, uh, Dean Browder, and then Mike Radford. M- Mike Radford, who uh, anybody that attends the ECU baseball games now certainly knows of Mike Radford. Uh, he, he is the so-called, quote, cheerleader guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, Mike lived in Winston at the time. Now he lives in Wilson and has for years. I, mean, I guess he moved there not too long after the, the Peach Bowl season, but uh but yeah, they, and the two of them um, had sent some uh, some of the foam sabers up to Lee Corso at the ESPN headquarters there in Bristol, Connecticut. Oh, thanks for letting me. Th- yeah, uh, Dean, I can see Dean and Mike Rafford doing that. Absolutely. Gosh, you talk about cash <laughs> the Pirates. Holy, I've known those guys ever since I moved to Greenville. Sure have. Gosh, and they both have done a lot for us. So we appreciate them. We, we, we talk about that special Peach Bowl season, and I mentioned the, um, the 1992-93 team that went on to uh, that three-game run in the CAA tournament to advance the big dance. Uh, you've seen so much, or what are some of your other top memories? Oh, um, there's no question that uh, uh, the South Carolina win back in, you know, when we beat um, the Gamecocks in Dowdy Ficklin for the first time. That is Ficklin at the time. We beat them. And then, you know, I've seen so many great pictures in Dowdy Ficklin, but I, I still have to go back to when we beat Miami and Raleigh. Um, I, it, it hard, it's hard to describe that. And then, you know, some guys, uh, and I think about now, it's about the same time, uh, Walter Williams had passed away around this time, now a few years ago, and I never forget he, we were all at Virginia at the regional. And... Um, we playing UVA that night, and man, it, all of a sudden Travis just waxed one. It is water goes, it's gone, and sure enough, man, we beat UVA, and uh, and I just, I just that was an unbelievable memory right there. Of course, being with water, and I've been a water at so many different athletic events, but I just I never forget water's face and his his reaction when Travis hit that home run. That was, I had a lot of priceless memories and, I mean, unbelievable memories. And that's priceless being with Walter Williams in, uh, in Charlottesville for that region when we beat UVA. And, of course, we beat William Mary the next day to go to the Super Regional. That's one of those things we've seen so much. It's, it's, it's very hard to narrow it down. Uh, I would agree with you, though, on that Miami game in 1999 just because of very much like uh, in, a, in a different circumstances, but you'll get where I'm going with this, um, compared to like the, the 2002 Conference USA Tournament at Granger Stadium. Um, that 99 Miami game was about more than football, just like 02 was about more than baseball because of Coach LeClaire on that 99 game, um, you're playing for the folks of Eastern North Carolina. Not, and not that that isn't always the case, but obviously it was magnified because of everything that was going on with Hurricane Floyd. Oh, well said. Uh, you, you couldn't say anything better than that. I, 
Yeah, absolutely, because but I, the, yeah, all of Eastern North Carolina on, on the way it made people feel. Gosh, guys, remember when that when with the team the team came out for the first time, and this the how loud our crowd was, and then of course when Key Stokes scored the, the touchdown to put us ahead, it was just it, it uplifted everybody, and it was that's just that shows you how important East Carolina University is, and and what you know. Pirate football, pirate baseball, basketball, all of pirate athletics do for our community. Uh, it's just no doubt, Matt. I was I was going to ask you, Matt, as far as uh, the future. The future is bright. What are your thoughts on the coaches we have now? We've got with uh, Joe Dooley. We have Mike Houston, Cliff Godwin. I mean, all our coaches are fantastic. Probably the best in a good while. Dave, Bubba, that is that is an absolute fantastic question. If we and we uh, we had John uh, and I, I you know it starts with your leader and you know of course John we were in uh, Fayetteville yesterday had 33 plus people at a lunch somebody asked that same brought that same thing up about the entire staff but those three coaches right there guys I, I, I've been here a long time I've been I've seen I have friends that work in other uh, athletic programs we got some top notch coaches right there. This is the intensity. I was just wondering. Think about this, guys. Let's say you get Coach Houston, Coach Dooley, and Coach Godwin in the room at one time. You talk about that intensity. I don't know if the room could take it, you know, <laughs> because the intensity, their passion, and, uh, of course, none of those guys are really competitive. Right, guys? Yeah. Now, that's um, <laughs> what – you, a minute ago, you you brought up Walter Williams, obviously Walter Marie. Um, if, you can't put into words what they did for East Carolina University as a whole, and then obviously East Carolina athletics, um, whether it's Williams Arena or uh, the, the Walter Williams or Walter and Marie Williams Jungle, the Walter and Marie Williams indoor uh, hitting facility down the right field line. Now and they just did so much and. Uh, I know you obviously had the chance to get to know them very well, being in charge of major capital campaigns for the last 15-plus years and then with the Pirate Club for 10 years prior to that. So just talk about uh, Walter Murray and the relationship that you and East Carolina were able to establish with them. They're synonymous. Well, and just to start off with with, with the state of it now, Walter would be so proud, and he'd be with East with our those three coaches we mentioned those and then then you go to Kim McNeil you go to golf he goes everything you know he'd been so happy about Coach Jabs winning the championship but you so the state now he would be very very pleased and happy uh, and uh, especially he loved his basketball too so I, he, that was extremely special to him but you know I, I just the guys it was water it was so unique that he's the one that came up to us. It isn't that like we went to ask him for the, the major gift. Dave Hart, Dennis Young, said uh, Walter asked him to come, and Edwin Clark, Edwin was a huge part of it because they worked closer together. They offered the first million-dollar gift to us, saying we're going to do this. We need to step up and do this. And then, of course, Walter way before that had done some things, and then, you know, what, what Walter and Marie and, Edwin and family and Walter's family, you know, Ann and David. I mean, it's just that it was a family deal, but Walter was just, uh, I can't tell you the times, but not only the major gifts guys, but the commitment he made to help us fundraise. 
and I can't tell you this. It's it's unlimited on how many people say water's the reason why I'm in the pirate club, uh, and uh, uh, so you can't even put a do- uncountable dollars, uncountable uh, things he did for us to put us where we are now, and we would not be a successful program without water and Marie and family. Uh, absolutely. It's hard to it's hard to emphasize the impact he made on us guys. It's just, it's just uh, boy, and reflect on those things. And I'm so blessed to have that friendship with him. He was like a father to me, guys. Uh, no question about that. Uh, I think about him every day. No doubt. And uh, that was something... Uh... And a couple of years ago, whenever whenever Walter passed, uh, when when he was battling, uh, even before before he passed, uh, I remember you know the baseball team and he was so close with Cliff Godwin and uh, and the baseball team wore or, ha- or wrote WW on their on the hat. Oh gosh, thank you, Bob, for bringing that up. That <laughs> yep, sure did. And uh, I never you know we had a. Uh, before the season started, before Walter, uh, before Walter passed, um, Edwin and I went in, to, uh, went in to visit with Cliff, with Walter, and Walter had a great day that day, you know. And it was, it was with Cliff and, and, and around Pirates, and Cliff lifted him up, and, you know, Cliff asked me, he was just spotty, he was just really sharp that day, and this is after his stroke. But, and I just think that was uh, how much he loved Cliff and how much he loved these two athletics and, and then, but he knew we were going to have a great season. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that was a special meeting. I, it, thanks for bringing that up. I, I remember that. I remember that day when we went, brought, brought Walter over there. Edwin brought him in the office. I met him over there. And uh, just, yep, that was a that was a special memory right there too, guys. And you talk about his love of uh, East Carolina basketball. Um, like you said, I, I was I was hoping that um, that we we're going to get it. To where it's going to eventually get to uh, before uh, Walter passed. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, but um, he he was able to see that tremendous run that we had under Coach Lebo back in 2013, and um, I know he'll be smiling down for sure when Coach Dewey and this staff are turning around. I can always see uh, Walter sitting right there at midcourt, the first row of the purple seats, and uh, <laughs> and I just I will never forget him uh, saying, "I don't have many ten-year plans left, or, uh, or we got to win now." He sure did, didn't he, guys? Oh, yeah. Yep. That was uh, uh, many times uh, hearing Walter say that. You're exactly right, big guy. <laughs> and Marie. Now, Marie would get on those officials, too. But Marie would, uh, you could hear Marie yelling at the officials. And, uh, both, both of them got into it. It was, it was I, I, I enjoyed being around them at games just for watching Marie get fired up there, you know, at the officials. And, uh, of course, Walter be there. He'd be there early. He'd be the last one to go talk to all the coaches after every game be football, basketball, baseball, he'd always go thank the coaches, and uh, he Marie. And he'd be there for the first pitch all the way to the last pitch. Baseball. Didn't matter what. Always there. You saw, you've saw. seen so much uh, during your time in Greenville. Um, you, you've seen the mountaintops, so to speak. You've uh, been there through the valleys, obviously, uh, more valleys in, uh, in um, basketball as opposed to football and baseball. But... Um, you certainly um, you've seen the highs and the lows, and uh, right now when the Pirates are ascending out, out of a valley, so to speak. So um, just talk about the current state of the program and um, the direction ECU Athletics is headed under John Gilbert and, and staff. 
Well, John's John's a very humble person. He he is a he's a great leader, but he 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 listens. And I, you know, like we were again yesterday, we've been on the road quite often together at different functions. He's just um, he, he loves to update everybody on the state of our program. He did a great job yesterday again in Fayetteville. But I I think John's a perfect fit for us because one thing he's gonna work his tail off. His, his wife Katie. Uh, Larson and Kent. Kent's having a great time here in Eastern North Carolina. D.H. Conley just finished playing basketball. So start there. Great fit. Hard worker. Um, he, he's a coach. He, uh, coaches can really relate to him, and, but also, too, I think from our side of things, he's been really good for us from a Pirate Club perspective. Uh, but also, I think the, we have a lot of good morale in the entire athletic department. You know, because he's, he's he's humble and hard worker, but you know, just good people. Um, yeah, hey, put it this way, I, I I know if I needed to go see him, he'd be there for me. You know, and that's that's good to know that he is there for us. That's everybody in the athlete. But and and number one, another the most important thing is our student athletes. He uh, has our student athletes' best interest, and so some of the facility enhancements that have taken place, um, you know, it's all for our student athletes. And so he has a really good grasp of what we need to do, what we've done recently, and what we need to continue to do to make this program um, the best it can for our student-athletes. And then, and of course, you get bottom line is our Pirate Club members all make it happen. And they absolutely, uh, the, y'all are the most, are huge and one of the most important parts of this puzzle to why we're in, and why we're moving uh, in the right direction, uh, but yeah, all, all, all about leadership. We got good people in place, and yeah, I'm just I'm just fortunate to work with John. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, that's what um, like like you said, so so much positive momentum. Uh, we're definitely trending in the right direction, and now we just have to have to keep growing it. Uh, have to have to keep um, increasing our number of pilot club members, and and and. Uh, but whether it's a hundred dollar member or a ten thousand dollar member or anywhere in between, I mean, everyone matters, and uh, that's something that you can tell John Gilbert gets that. Baba, well said. Everybody makes a difference. I don't, it doesn't matter if they're crew level all the way to platinum saber Gibson. Thank you for that, and everybody. And that's you know, that's that's the pirate way, man. And uh, we're all we're all we're all we're all part of the pirate family. Everybody makes a difference, and. Hey, we're, we're man, big guys. Just some great things happen. We got some great momentum, uh, but we all still need to get the word out there. And I know you and Dave do the same thing. Anybody needs, to, you know, go recruit Pirate Club members. Let's increase our season ticket base across the board. And and uh, you know, good, good good thing. Good things will happen, gentlemen. Obviously, this time of the year, um, Matt, and there's so many uh, of the Armada stops across the state, and uh, then maybe even. Maybe even a one or two out of the state, but um, that's something you've done now for pretty much the duration of your time in Greenville, uh, with the exception of maybe the first couple years. And uh, so, over those times and all those visits to so many different pirate club chapters, I know. Uh, I guess it, maybe it was Joe Dooley that here in the last year or two, uh, when he was in Charlotte, he was commending you being an excellent driver. Is that right? <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Hey, listen, but <laughs> you know, duels. It was dang on Philip Wood and duels. We were going down to Wilmington, and he and Philip were texting back and forth. And I was being very cautious. 
but the baseball game was on. And I was into the game, you know, and and uh, we were having it just so I was getting a little fired up listening to the baseball game. Was you know, hey, Pirates man, we care, and uh, and so I guess it affected my driving a little bit. I wasn't actually I was probably concentrating more on the baseball game listening <laughs> to it than I was driving. So then, dang, Coach Houston jumps on me. He texts his coach Ruff and said. And then Ruff goes, it should be in any head coach's contract that big guy cannot drive them to a pirate event. And both of them were just dying. So oh, it ripped across the board. And then John Gilbert jumps on it, you know. And so now I'm supposed to be not the – if there's any coach or any athletic department personnel that I'm supposed to ride with them. But when Russ said it should be in the contract of any head coach that big guy cannot drive. Oh, boy, yeah, so even Ruff was jumping on. He and Mike had the best time giving me a hard time, but dang old Duels now started it all, so. And I don't want to talk about Duels uh, driving either, so, I, you know, I really <laughs> <laughs> But um, the, the reason I brought that up, uh, I was going to say there's so many, I can only imagine uh, the stories that you have that you uh, can or can't tell, <laughs> depending on the story, uh, but over the course of 30 years and traveling to so many Pirate Club Armadas and spring spring uh, tour circuit uh, stops like that, uh, what are some that come to mind, whether they were in the car or actually at the event? Oh, my gosh. Big guy, that's such a great question. You mentioned it. I know if it is, uh, we're going to Winston-Salem, and it's just, just another fun and so I'm getting, you know, gas at Walter's gas station. So Bill Heron and Mike Hamrick are in the van. And so I'm pulling out of the, uh, uh, and, I, and, there, and of course, I think Bill made me late. So I'm wearing, we're in a hurry, and I'm getting gas real quick. So I'm pulling out of Walter's trademark. And I run, uh, I run over the curve going out of there. And Walter is dying laughing because Billy and Mike, Billy Heron and Mike Hamrick are all over me about my driving. And then Walter chimes in on it, too. So, you know, you mentioned... I just the the camaraderie, but also all the fun you have there together. Uh, but you know, I I, I think about uh, the Armada. You know, we we had so many. Uh, we'd go to thirty one during the old days, guys. We'd go to thirty one different stops, and you'd just be like, "Whew!" But you'd get pumped up right when you got there, guys. I mean, I'm telling you, the energy of a pirate uh, crowd um, always got you pumped up. Now, I remember Skip Holtz, so guys, he'd be like, all right, got to get out of here early. You know, we're uh, we're going to um, – and then Skip would wind up speaking for an hour. And I go, thanks. Yeah, you go, Skip. You know, he said, you're going to you're gonna make a short speech, man. Skip would, <laughs> Skip would go all night. He'd get so fired up. And then hell, Bill Herring was the same way. Billy goes, oh, I'm not going to speak long tonight. And sure enough, man, Bill Herring would get so fired up and so much passion. Uh, and so you really got to know – the best thing about it is getting to know your family. And, uh, you know, you're all grinding together. And, but then, guys, we're all there to thank you all. We, 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 we go out to those pirate club armadas, as we call them now, just to, to thank everybody and, you know, tell everybody the good things that are happening. Uh, I could write – we'd probably write a – Dennis and I probably, Marquez, we could all probably write a book on those big guys. <laughs> oh, too many good times. Yeah, I can imagine. Dave, do you have a question? Yeah, big guy. I just wanted to ask as far as the uh, Armadas, do you know when we'll have a schedule up? I was just looking on the website for ecpirates.com. Do you know when the Armadas are starting? Great question, uh, big guy. I know that uh, I guess Ryan Robinson is our interim director of the Pirate Club. You're talking about a high-energy, fun person. Um, and but, uh, 
and blessed to have Ryan in the interim uh, part right now for us. And he and the coaches, along with you know working very close with us, we got to get with you know you got John, you got uh, Coach Houston, Joe, Kim, all the coaches. So we have to get on their schedules and all work it out with everybody working together, and then we'll set the Armada schedule. So I think Ryan said that's a very important thing next week that he's going to start diving into, you know, working closer with us on it. So as the next week, we'll really start the ball moving forward on that to determine, you know, the schedule uh, that we'll have here. And, hey, we're all looking forward to it. So uh, not officially determined yet, but uh, we're going to, it'll be a, a big week next week or the next few weeks getting that ready to go. Big guy, that's what um... – you know, with a with a coach, well, you obviously uh, a coach has to has to know his athletes, has to know which buttons to push. Excuse me, and um, and so um, in in the position that you're in, that you've been in for so long, um, just talk about getting to know your donors on a personal level and um, kind of finding out what makes them tick and that kind of thing, and um, and how important that is uh, when it when it comes to fundraising. Bob, it's it, it, and Dave. It's all about relationships, and so you know, I'll, I'll start with our, you know, now our. It's just, there's so many uh, stories, and and that you, that, you know, it, you know, just getting to know the family. So I'll, you know, I'll start with our fire club president, Glenn Hall. You know, Glenn, uh, his wife Jennifer, Jennings, DC, his daughter Jennings is going to come play volleyball here. His brother Bobby Jr., uh, his wife Lisa, you know, they're, they're two boys, Chase Trent and Chance. I mean, you get to know that, and I know, you know, and I know, you know, Glenda's got a dog, Finley the dog, you know, and, and so you just get to know somebody as family. You know uh, the, the children, you know their parents, you know the dog they have in the family, you know, you know what kind of food, you know, what, what's their favorite restaurant. And so, when you do that, you develop such a close relationship with people. And then, I, and I'll back up X amount of years ago, uh, guys. This is one of the best. Well, somebody asked me why you stayed in East Carolina so long. Well, I can think of millions um, of reasons, but this, this, some, we had a golden retriever named Buccaneer. We had lost Petey, so our dogs right now are, were Petey, Buccaneer. Now we got a new pup named Teach after Edward Teach, and. So uh, back up uh, 11 plus years ago, we were at a charity auction with Pirates had won a, a big football game that day. So we go to this event in Greenville. Well, uh, there's a gold retriever that was uh, going up for you know, for auction, and all of a sudden, Laura and I bid a little bit on him, and we stopped, and we just weren't ready, basically for a dog. But it goes up and up and up, and all of a sudden, it goes sold, and they bring the dog over to us, and they go, "Here's your dog." And we said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "And your, your friends bought you the dog." The Meisenheimer family, Robbie Taylor, Laura, and, and his family bought the Golden Retriever Force, and we named the Buccaneer. I mean, guys, people to do that for you, the whole place is going crazy, crying, and they, you know, and you know, it, it, it just what happens, guys. You can't put enough emphasis on your friendship. So that fam, those families that did that for us, to then you talked about Glenn Hall and you knowing his family, uh, to. You know, that's what it's all about because, you know, and I was my good friend Mike and Debbie Stedman. I mean, Mike, it's, it's just billions of people I can bring up. 
but you know, you know everything. I'm going to go to the Stedman, uh, Cameron, his son. I'm going. We're, Laura and I are going to go to the wedding in a couple of weeks. That's another important thing. Here you are celebrating those type of things with family, and we're blessed to be asked to go to that, guys. I mean, that that's when you sum it up. That's what it's all about, guys. It's about your relationships and getting to know the people, and getting to know your your pirate family. And then when you do that, guys, you can go out and and uh, know when it's time to ask for uh, you know a major gift. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I, I'm telling you guys, we we got an unbelievable program, and look at the money we raise. But the money we raise is all a team effort, and um, you know, there you go to Walter. We wouldn't have all Walter did some unbelievable things with us to, to help us with every campaign. And but you, before you get a major gift, you know, guys, it sure is uh, important to know uh, the person you're asking the, the major gift for, because it's not just getting a gift; it's about developing a relationship with a family. Big guys, Kyle, uh, so I'm late to the party here. Hey, man, uh, what's up, big guy? Hey, Kyle. Uh, I'm all right. How you doing? Hey, big guy, I'm talking to you, Bob and Dave, man. We're doing great. we got a baseball game at 3 o'clock today. You know, shoot, how could it be better, big guy? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, you mentioned Ryan uh, about the time I got on the phone, uh, you know, running the power club on an interim basis. What would you like to see in, uh, obviously not naming names as candidates, but what would you like to see in, in the next uh, hit of the Pirate Club? Uh, what, what kind of, in, you know, in terms of intangibles and what, what you'd like to see out of them personality-wise, et cetera? Hey, Guy, you know, it's, it's all about the fit. And, Ryan, you know, look, you know look, look at your passion. And so there you go. I, I would say I would want this person to have your passion, have Dave's passion, have Bubba's passion. So that's what you got to do. You, and, and, and I got all the faith in the world in John, and it's going to be a person that John is very comfortable with because they have to work together on a day-to-day basis. And um, secondly, too, you know, with this person, with Glenn as our president, Tony Cannon as our vice president, our board. Um, so this person has to come in and be a very, very good fit. And I'm, I think um, a motivator from from a from Inside the staff, with you know all our, we got an unbelievable pirate club staff. But this person probably will put us, uh, you know, keep putting us in the right positions. Uh, a motivator, a very organized person, right? Um, so that's inside from our perspective. But from a pirate perspective, this person will 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 know our know what it takes to be a pirate. Will bleed purple and gold, wear purple and gold, and understand. Uh, our pirate nation on how great this place is. If you come in with those attributes, um, it'll, it, it'll uh, the pirate club will continue to flourish. And uh, I know John is uh, is things are getting hopefully getting ready. To, I know getting cranked up for that. And um, John's not going to do it in a hurry. He's going to do it right. And um, you know I'm just looking forward to that day that person comes in. But start with you, big guy. You know how that you know, that that the situation that needs to be. A person that has much as passion as y'all do, and I, I think if we do right, if that's that's the start of it. We'll have a very good, uh, a good run in the pirate club, or, or whoever our new executive director might be. So, good guy. Great, great question. Um, something I want to ask you, kind of, a, we've kind of touched on this, and we you talked about uh, Coach Dooley and, and Coach Hain and Coach Holtz a little bit, um, as far as some of the. On the road stories as it pertains to the Pirate Club, but just, I mean, whether it's in Greenville or on the road, um, but talk about, um, 
some of your other memories. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, uh, but uh, whether it was Coach Logan, uh, Coach Ruff. No uh, good JT stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, any uh, any great stories about any of those coaches or, or um, men's basketball, baseball, whatever? Oh, oh my gosh, guys, there's so there, uh, there you go. There's so many. I guess you know um, some I probably can't tell. Uh, some some I have to tell. We we'll have to tell it another time, guys. We we'll have to tell out tell some stories at the Williams Jungle. Um, Oh gosh, guys, that is a great question. What happens in the jungle stays in the jungle. Stays, stays in the Williams. I ain't no question, big guy. You know, I, I, uh, oh my gosh, um, funny stories on the road, um, man. I, I got a question for you. What's that? I got a question for you. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot there. You, you, Bubba mentioned Ruff. Uh, do, you, do you think somebody like Ruff could be a benefit to the Pirate Club in some way down the road? Hundred percent. He are. He already is. In fact, um, I know that Mike and uh, John had discussions, and, John, and Mike let uh, Houston let John know. I think uh, at the coaches' clinic that we have, yep. it'll be in a, a large, large coaching clinic. Russ going to be a part of that, and uh, and I think Mike has done a good job of in, 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 in you know knowing that. And also, John knows how important Ruff was. Ruff's a pirate, and so. Um, He'll be back for that, and I think Justin Hardy's having a, an event towards the end of uh, 1st of May, uh, a golf tournament. Russ coming back for that. And But that being said, I, I, I tell you one thing. I, we could take Ruff on the road without me driving, uh, and uh, <laughs> he would be he would draw a crowd and because he'd give everybody a hug, but he'd get everybody pumped up, as you all know. And so, uh, yeah, I, 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 he already plays a role. I know if we, if we called him right now, he would do something. He would help the pirates out, and so, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's an asset for us. No question about that. That's a. I appreciate you bringing that up because, you know, uh, he he's definitely willing. To, he's coming back for that, but also, I know if he needed if we needed something, he'd be there for us. Absolutely. Good things happening, gentlemen. That 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 is for you know you know for sure and. Uh, Gosh, I I tell you one thing though, guys. When you mentioned that all the stories, we are going to write a book. I have to get Dennis Young, Mark Hester, and uh, a few of us together to recall, and uh, we'll have to write a book when I retire. Okay, guys. Yeah, it, it could certainly be done. I, I can. I call it big guy. You can call it big guy. We got to we got to have big guy bobbleheads. And, and here, here, we. I'll, I'll be uh, just. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fortunate, humble here. But I am going to open Big Guy's Chicken Wing Shack, all right? And we're going to have the coldest pirate ale. I'm going to have my chicken wings. And uh, so, we'll, and y'all, hey, you know what? We'll do a, a live podcast from Big Guy's Chicken Wing Shack when I retire. What do you think, guys? Look forward to that for sure. <laughs> well, hopefully that's uh, hopefully that's a long time away. We want to keep. No, you no, it is, guys. It is. It's another. It's another twenty years away, probably. Right now. All right. I hope so. I, I can, maybe I can do both. Right, guys. Yeah. John yeah. asked me yesterday. He goes. He goes. Big. How long have you been here? I said. You know, about twenty nine and a half years. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think he knew it still, but just talking about it. So we had we had a good time. You know, catch up on when we were driving back from Fayetteville yesterday when he asked me that question. And I said, yeah, big guy, I've been here uh, 29 and a half years. Uh, and, uh, it's been a, a blessing. Uh, it's been a blessing, that's for sure, gentlemen. 
No big guy. I appreciate you so much. I know you're getting ready for we got the baseball game coming up in a little bit, and uh, I know you'll want to watch that, listen to that uh, for sure. Again, hopefully the Pirates, we can have a big weekend in all sports, and uh, definitely uh, don't be a stranger. Love to have you back. You're awesome, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for me and many in Pirate Nation. Thank you for everybody in the Pirate Club for all that you guys do. Well, guys, we're all on the same team, and uh, hey, it's been hey man, you made my afternoon. It's been great. To, it's been great to be with y'all. I sure do appreciate y'all having me on for sure, guys, and look forward to doing it again. All right. Great to have big guy on, and uh, that's right, big, big guy. guy. Hey, big guy. Um, big, big guy has been big guy. <laughs> big guy has been with the program since 1991. You know, I want to ask. Uh, I want to ask big guy. Is he ever called it? You know, I'm a big guy. I really am a big guy. And uh, I wonder if he's ever called a big guy, big guy, and, and and the guy didn't know that you know that's his stick. Did he calls everybody big guy, and he got offended. Only you, only you, Kyle. I think you, only you would be the one that's offended. Yeah, probably. But I, I well, I know his stick, so no. But uh, I, I think we actually asked him in person: Has he ever called a woman big guy? Seems like we did. Didn't he come to one of our podcast parties? Yeah. Yeah. Well, appreciate him and Mark Esser. There's so many great people at the Pirate Club that have been working there for years and have been doing a great job. And uh, definitely it'll be interesting, guys, to see who the the next uh, director, if we talk about that, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, by the way, you want to talk some softball? Sure, big guy. <laughs> Sounds good, big guy. Um, no, uh, Courtney Oliver's club, um, they went three and two over the weekend out at the Bulldog Classic in Fresno. Um, they dropped their first two games, um, falling seven to nothing to UC Davis and then, um, eight to five to number 25 and host Fresno State. Um, but on Saturday, they got the best of UC Davis, um, winning 15 to four in five innings and um, took down BYU also uh, later on that day, um, winning 10 to four and then, Wrap things up on Sunday with an eight to six victory over North Dakota State, um, taking down the Bison. And now, um, Courtney Oliver's club is 14 and nine after that three and two weekend. And, um, over those last three games, guys, and we, we, um, we put up 33 runs on 42 hits. So I'm just, wow. An excellent display there by the, uh, by the Pirate offense. And, uh, they will be hosting the Purple Gold Invitational. This weekend at the ECU softball stadium, um, as Rutgers, LaSalle, and Sacred Heart will be coming to town, and um, we'll play Sacred Heart once, and LaSalle and Rutgers will play them twice each. How many softball games are played during the regular season? It's very similar to um, baseball. I, I don't recall exactly what we have on the schedule this year, but it's forty some games. It's not. Yeah, it's right around right around fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I right around been, fifty, give or take. What you were saying, I would have guessed seven hundred and twenty. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do a yeah, tournament well, every weekend, right, Bubba? It's yeah, like, and, and uh, a lot of these, no like Dave saying, <clears throat> these pre-conference um, round robin tournaments, like Dave saying, um, instead of a three-game weekend, most of them will typically be five-game weekends, unless they're altered by weather. So, um. That's so what we like. I said our record is fourteen and nine. And granted, they started a week earlier before baseball, but um, 
they play a lot of games in a hurry, that's for sure. And uh, and some of the leaders thus far, um, that's what one of our veteran shortstop, Ashley Inai, uh, she went 9 out of 17 over the weekend. And um, outside of the game where she went 0 for 3, she had multi-hits in, in every ball game and at least three extra base hits. And uh, also we have um, Chainley Garner, a, a transfer from NC State, who's swinging the bat extremely well. Um, and then also uh, Campbell transfer. She's this is her second year with the Pirates. Uh, Rachel McCollum, uh, she hit a couple bombs over the weekend. So this team can definitely swing the bats, and it seems like the the pitching is getting better. Pitching is getting better, and so hopefully we'll have the consistency that we need with the, the pitching and the defense as well um, to be able to increase that win total and. And hopefully have a winning season. And who who knows this year? I think I think last year we were talking about the number of games. I want to say our final record was like twenty three thirty one and one. So what fifty five games? Yeah. Okay. Did you say Chandley? Yes, um, Chandley Garner. I've never heard the it, name Chandley. Yep. Ch- Chandley, she is from um, out in my neck of the woods, up north of Winston Salem, North yeah, North I'll, I'll, Okay, I, I like the name. Never heard it before, though. Yeah, and uh, maybe get, go ahead, Bubba. Maybe we can get Courtney back on this week to coach Oliver uh, towards the week. So with most of it, yeah, we'll we'll get that lined up. I got a so. uh, I got an interesting topic to bring yep. up here uh, briefly. Um, I was looking through some old emails from Terry Holland the other day. I was, I was looking for something specific. And I, yeah, me and me and Coach Holland used to email on a regular basis. And, uh, and this is, uh, from several years back when the, uh, the Big East, the, the, the basketball schools were breaking away from the American. And the American right. was trying to come up with a new name. Do you guys remember that? They, they weren't the yeah. Big East. Need a new name. And I don't even remember suggesting this, but Coach Holland loved the idea. And I was wondering uh, what you guys thought of this idea. And uh, if I was out of my mind or if it was, you know, what made me even think of this. I don't even remember having this thought. But sure enough, there it was in print. I, I had suggested to Coach Holland that the conference that he proposed to the uh, to what would have become the American Conference, that we seek corporate sponsorship for naming rights. In other words, we would have been the Target Conference or the or the Golden Corral Conference, um, j- just for you know revenue. I can't imagine the amount of money you could make for naming rights to a conference. You're saying, Kyle, that's what <laughs> in this uh, day and age where so many conferences are so uh, spread out. Obviously, the Pac-12 is pretty pretty much in that region and. Uh, but but when when conferences are so widespread, especially one like the American is, um, that would have been uh, interesting for sure. Yeah, he loved the idea. He said we would have, you know, he don't know if the NCAA would have allowed it. But could you imagine TV revenue, corporate sponsorship for stadium? If you're the if you're the the the, the Lowe's Home Improvement Conference. You imagine the millions or potentially billions of dollars they would have paid for that naming right? I mean, uh, that's something to think about. So, speaking of which, too, uh, you know, I know that they're looking at ways. I hope that, and the people, um, we're in a new day and age, but I wish we could get naming rights for 
and Dr. John Bream, I know, is one that has mentioned on the message boards in the past. But to name uh, Dowdy Fickle Stadium to have a title sponsor, um, I don't know who that would be, but it, you it know, would have to be some serious point. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, it would have to be, I believe Ron Dowdy has lifetime naming rights. So it, it would almost have to be, let's say it's Golden Corral because of their ties to East Carolina. It would almost have to be Golden Corral, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Right. That's a, mouth, that's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one of those things. I know this is easy for me to say because, I mean, obviously we really need that money, but um, I really don't want to see. I want to see, see us and our program be loyal to uh, – the people that helped us get to where we are, you know, and not just pull Ron Dowdy or uh, whatever name off the stadium. I, I would, right? No, I, no, I, no. I, I would want it to be Golden Corral's Dowdy Ficklin Stadium or whatever. Well, it kind of is what it is. You right. Know, right. It, it, or it could I, be I, like you know how they have like uh, you could have the uh, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium built by Home Depot or you know stuff like that. You could do Golden Corral's Dowdy Ficklin Stadium or something like that. Or, you know, or or you can just damn call yeah. the thing on Corral Stadium for all I care. Because, I mean, I'm going to be, just to be quite honest with you, I mean, we need money. And if Golden Corral is going to pay millions of dollars a year, you know, and, and by the way, we're volunteering Golden Corral here. <laughs> this, yeah. this James and Connie Maynard, we, we got you on speed dial, we'll call you. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, it, 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 it money talks. And, I mean, yeah, Ron Dowdy gave a lot of money to East Carolina and still does, I'm sure. But, I mean, if, if it was the right dollar, you know, uh, whether you kept his name up there and if it's lifetime naming rights, you'd have to. So it yeah. would hey, have and to. he's a business. Well, he's a businessman. Uh, hey, how about how about Lakewood? Yeah, I'm say after all, he know, he knows that commitment. Um, being down there in Orlando, the, the commitment he's made to UCF. Yeah, that's right. Not 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 good or bad. It's just stating a fact. Well. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm with you, uh, though, um, Dave. I, I would like to see uh, more no, was, sponsorship. Um, I think it has to be done. I mean, I look the club level. Can we get the club level bulk on the on yeah, y'all's I mean, end side? To to, to 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 even the damn playing field. With with the problem is, if we did it, then Power Five conferences would do it too. I'd be willing to throw a couple of logos there, like a NASCAR uniform on the football jersey. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have no pro. Hey, I have no. I don't know if the NCAA if you can do that or not, but I have yeah, no. I don't opinion. think you can. You cannot. Um, I have no. Pro- look, I have the NBA is doing it. I have no problem with putting. Yeah, up. Long they do that overboard. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with it. It's like one or two sponsors on there, wouldn't you? It looks, I mean? looks like a NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry, I stepped away there for a moment. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you got to be creative um, and, and to try to try to even the uh, try to even the, uh, the the playing field with some of these so-called power five schools, and then forget even even the playing field. We have a deficit. I mean, we're 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 uh, we're in the red, so we need to. Uh, Figure out a way to get out of it, and you can't just wave a magic wand and fix football and start winning again. It's going to take time. So, uh, and we need to be creative and create some revenue. So, you know, let's say ten years, we do get football turned around, and then ten, twelve years from now, we go through another losing spell. 
uh, we need to have some other sources of revenue, you know, in place. Yeah, most definitely. That's, that's what um, it was great to see. Count Bank step up the way the way they did, and hopefully, uh, like John Gilbert said on our show recently, I mean, we obviously need a lot more corporate sponsorship and those uh, those big dollars that can bring. Yeah. But um, something else um, I made note of, um, I have not seen the NCBWA, the Baseball Writers Association poll, come out yet, in which we were ranked 22nd a week ago, our highest ranking. Um, we did move up one spot from 25th to 24th in Baseball America, and those three polls in which uh, we were not ranked a week ago, we're not ranked once again this week. Uh, so, Are you uh, serious? Yeah, so... Who, just keep winning; it'll take care of itself. But um, yeah, that did surprise me uh-huh. that we didn't that we didn't move back into at least one or two of them. But uh, we're not one of the twenty five best college baseball teams in America. Yeah, I, I would uh, strongly disagree. But uh, keep winning, and that'll take care of itself. Um, wow. And and we've talked about how I'm I'm just showing you uh, just how uh, insignificant at this time of the year the RPI is. Um, we, you know how we were out of the top Almost 50 a week ago, Kyle? Those polls. We, we are uh, number four in the RPI this yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Almost as insignificant as those polls. Yeah. But um, also congratulations to Burley. Um, Burley, as we discussed last night on Extra Innings, uh, if you haven't checked that out, definitely go listen to it. Uh, it's on SoundCloud as well as anywhere you find our show. Um but uh, Corey Gore joined us, and like we were discussing with Corey, um, with the week that Burley had, he was uh, 9 out of 12 against the 49ers. He had also gotten a hit and uh, three trips to the plate against, uh, I guess, what, Liberty. So he was 10 out of 15 on the week, and he was named the AAC Player of the Week. Yeah, congratulations, Sam. It's uh, always good to, to get that recognition from the conference. And then, um, and then also, guys, you, I love this time of year. Obviously, um, uh, so uh, you and I, Kyle, and we, we love football first for sure. But uh, I love uh, when it comes to college basketball. I absolutely love March Madness. This is when I really get into it. And uh, so far, you, you've had the Liberty Flames, who, who we of course played back in December. Or they have punched their ticket to the Big Dance. Also, Winthrop. Congratulations to the Eagles and. Um, so, Pirate Hank Harewood, second in charge down there as he is the deputy AD as he was uh, promoted to that position here in the last uh, month or two. And uh, also the Belmont Bruins won an absolute thriller against Murray State. Uh, so they've advanced. And then also um, Bradley and Utah State. So those are the five teams that have made it so far into the field of 68. And uh, East Tennessee State and Walford, um, Steve Young, Steve Young. Um, <laughs> I knew I was going to. Um, Did you Mike, say Utah Mike, State, the, the Mountain West? Yeah, already plays I there? said Steve Young, but Mike Mike Young, um, who moved on to um, Virginia Tech, um, but Walford's kept it rolling this year, and uh, they are uh, not not quite as good as far as their win total uh, as what they've been the last few years, but they have advanced to the SOCON championship game, which is being played tonight against East Tennessee State. And what a job that Coach Forbes has done uh, with the Bucks. Yeah, but I was going to say, so you, it surprised me the Mountain West has already played their conference championship. Uh, 
you would have thought that theirs would be uh, next weekend or the yeah. Weekend, right? I, I'm like I'm like you. I, that one surprised me as well. I thought it would be uh, getting played the same time as the American. Yeah, the American, the ACC, and all. It's all right. about TV, guys. It's all about television, right. and that's what that's yeah. why they're well, doing. Yeah, it. yeah, but you know what? Though typically their contract is with CBS Sports Network, so uh, that that lends to it being available for next weekend even more. So who knows? Yeah, whenever you can get the, I guess whenever you can get the time and uh, exposure, and there's some some leagues do it, a, you know, a week earlier. It's kind of like when the women's conferences are going on, they do it then. And, oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Dave. But you know, like like the SoCon and like the Ohio Valley, yeah, et cetera. You wouldn't think the Mountain West would be one of the conferences that did that. I know, sure, yeah, because the Mountain West is more more like the American. Yeah, I guess. yeah, oh yeah, UNLV, you got Fresno State, you got San Diego State, Utah State. New Mexico, you got some some strong basketball programs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it surprised surprised me as well. But I hadn't um, hadn't analyzed everything as far as as far as the TV standpoint and stuff. But like you said, Kyle, I mean, I, first four games of the American tournament on ESPN U. Uh, so I hadn't looked at the um, CBS Sports Network's programming to see uh, to see um, exactly what they had going on. I, I, you know, I, I would think uh, maybe a little conference USA, maybe a little ATM, but that's it. Yep, and I, I know with the, uh, I know the ATM has a has a deal with NBC Sports, but and I believe you're right. I think and they have a lot of games on the CBS Sports Network as well, because I know uh, some of the games that I've attended over at Davidson have been on the CBS Sports Network. Guys, are ready to put this thing to bed? Yeah, that's what. Let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, remember, you can listen to our show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, whether it's TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Audio Boom, Blog Talk Radio, you name it, you can probably find us there. Uh, follow us on social media on Twitter at the Sports OBJ, on Instagram at the Sports Objective. Like and follow us on Facebook and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And so, um, before we before we um, wrap this show up, do you have anything else that you'd like to add, Kyle or Dave? Nah, man. Uh, get, get, get your tickets. Uh, get your tickets to the uh, to, to uh, the Wood Duck Baseball. I believe it's WoodDuckBaseball.com. Just Google the Wood Ducks, and you'll be able to find out what are your tickets for East Carolina and UNC Wilmington and Kempston and Granger Stadium. Uh, you cannot get those through the ECU Athletic Ticket Office, guys. So uh, if you if you want to go to that, you need to go ahead and get tickets there. They're already on sale now. And last thing I would have is Pirates play five games this week, and four of those being at Clark Claire Stadium. So get out and, and watch the guys against Elon on Tuesday, and then also obviously this weekend against Ivy League foe Columbia. And then if you're uh, down in the down in the Port City, check out the Pirates and the Seahawks on Wednesday night. No doubt. And uh, by the way, Kyle's checking. Those tickets are going fast, uh, right, Kyle, for the April 14th game? Yeah, uh, they're moving. Uh, I, you know, I, I actually thought they were moving faster than they were. Uh, but if, if some of the prime seating, if, if you want to sit in, I believe it's section four, kind of right behind home plate, those are going pretty fast. But uh, there's still plenty left. So uh, if, if you if you want to get the, the the best seats, you need to go ahead and get them. There's not a bad yeah. There's not a bad seat in the house, but uh, What's that website again, Kyle? 
Uh, Dave, I believe it's WoodDucksBaseball.com. Uh, if that doesn't work, just Google it. Yeah, no doubt. And the tickets were, I mean, $11 for that game is, is uh, some cheaper is dirt, dirt cheap. And uh, you go to the WoodDucks website and uh, great, great venue. And I hope uh, before we leave, I hope we can get more games. Kyle and I were talking about this before pre-show. Hopefully we can get more games like that, the neutral site game. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, particularly when they're in Kempston and it's a glorified home game. If you, if you, if you can get that, that's, 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 that's a bonus. All right, guys. Well, I was, let's quit the podcast to bed. Thanks so much to big guy Matt Maloney, and obviously my guys, the cool guys. Speaking of big guys, we have Kyle from McGreen's Barber, no offense, and Bubba Rosenbaum, no offense, big guy, big guys. And uh, until next time, you've been listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. You've been listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us next time as the guys will be objective, and the objective is sports.